2: You know what I did today? What? You want to know what I did this morning? I woke up with a goal of researching and purchasing outdoor Christmas decorations. (laughs) And my wife, if you can fucking believe this, is (laughs) anti-inflatable. I'm not pro-inflatable, but I think one giant 12-foot snowman is a fine centerpiece for the yard. (laughs)
3: <laughs> Why is Jordan anti-inflatable? Who knows what her deal is? Because those things deflate during the day. So then you like look and it's like a dead nativity scene. And then, I agree. And then yes. they blow back up <laughs> and start moving.
2: Which are which is so fun at night. I We didn't really do decorations growing up. And I'm I didn't d- really do them my whole life. But now that we own a house, I'm like, yeah. let's go big. Yeah. So we did an inflatable for Halloween. And she was like, I don't want to do another inflatable and it's like i don't know how to tell her she's wrong (laughs) does your mom go hardcore on like when you were growing up was she like we're doing lights we're doing
3: yeah all of it oh yeah our house is like well our house at the end of a cul-de-sac so it was kind of like the you had
2: to we had had to to.
3: and also we were super into it so yeah yeah tons of but then we like scale back because as i got older i'm an only child you know so it's like for with my mom so it was like Okay, there's like 25 Christmas stuffed animals set up. That's a lot of work for us to be doing for two adults.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I think we used to go pretty big, and then we just stopped. I think my dad was like, I'm not doing this. And now at 40, I'm like, I totally get that. Get it. (laughs) I'm like, it's a lot. Which is why I fucking like these inflatables. You said it and forget it. You plug it in, you walk away. (laughs) You let the snowman do the talking, right? Yeah.
3: Well, I could see you channeling your inner Clark Griswold for Christmas vacation.
2: Do I buy 20 inflatables and when she's sleeping, go set them all up and then refuse to take them down and refuse to return them (laughs) to Target or wherever I get them? I
3: want to be... On Jordan's side And say don't do that to her
2: You want to be on her team But if you found out I did do it You go That's great
3: (laughs) If your entire driveway Was lined with inflatables And if they (laughs) And if they were all able To move a little bit Like those ones At the gas station I just get
2: 10 Like Verizon wireless Yeah Wavy guys Yeah She's like
3: These aren't even Christmas (laughs) decorations Yeah She's like We don't run a car wash here (laughs) What the fuck is going on That one says
2: car wash Yeah
3: People are like And that one is promoting
2: (laughs) Getting your taxes done
3: One's a Statue of Liberty, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's, like, it's I'm like, April. They're, de- they're
2: for Christmas, babe. You need to get in the mood. <laughs> I have known our guest, Justin. I've known him for a number of years now. I want to say seven or eight. Yeah. I've worked with him twice now on mm-hmm. two different shows. And I have to say, he's one of those people that makes me realize I don't work hard enough. You know, those people were like... You read their resume and you're like, what the fuck am I doing? And then you remember, there's a little thing called drive and talent. And those two roads need to intersect at a place called success. Anyways, um, we talked to him uh, earlier this year and we had a great time talking with him. It was was a weird time. It was right when things were starting to shut down. Because of the pandemic, you're going to notice that in the conversation. We're fresh to the pandemic, which honestly, for listeners... That should make you feel good. Who did we used to be? Well, you're about to listen to who we used to be. And you're also going to listen to who this guy is. He's a comedian and author of the Twitter feed, Shit My Dad Says, uh, became a New York Times best-selling book and TV show. Uh, we had a great time talking about it. He's a fantastic dad and uh, the source of all these amazing tweets and stories. He is very, very funny. And he's a good man. He's a good man, Ruthie. <laughs> yes, he is. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Justin Halpern. Where are you right
4: now? What's going on? I'm in Los Feliz. Yeah. And I've made a couple trips to the grocery store which have been like really harrowing. So, how many kids do you have? I have two. I have a 7-year-old, well almost 7 and a 4-year-old and a dog.
2: <laughs> now that's the dog? Was that, that the dog we heard? No, that's my 7-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> when you're going when you're going to the grocery store, I mean it it must be like intense are you like all right i'm gonna go i'm gonna buy so much food to not have to like come back anytime soon knowing that it's for four people or are you like picking and choosing and you're going uh, once a week once every two weeks
4: i just try to think of like what my kids are gonna yell in the mornings of what they want because they just like you know, I don't know if you find this, Rory, but I like in the mornings it's just like being bossed around for a straight hour as you're trying to get <laughs> breakfast ready. So like I went yeah. through and bought basically anything I even could imagine them wanting.
2: Yeah, here's the what I think I've done as a father that I have painted myself into a corner is that I have a lot of fun trying to make the type of breakfast. That you would maybe get at a fancy hotel. And I, (laughs) because it's fun to make. And so with my daughter, I'm like, what do you want for breakfast? Like, I'm willing to like make some coffee and really have fun making breakfast. And now it's, I think I've spoiled her. I think she's like, these pancakes aren't quite as fluffy as they were (laughs) the last. Where's my fruit cup? Are you that style, Dad? Are you like, hey, I'm going to make you an omelet.
4: (laughs) (laughs) So I'm not, I'm not that way for breakfast because I'm like, generally my kids wake up super early and I'm kind of in a bad mood for breakfast. It's just like, I just need to get them fed so that, but for dinners, I've been doing that. And then I realized the exact same thing you're saying, because I've been making these like elaborate dinners. And then the other day I was really tired. So I just like got leftovers out of the fridge and, and my oldest son goes, this food's from yesterday. <laughs> I was like,
2: this is old food.
4: You're like, yeah. We're in a pandemic. <laughs> yeah. Deal. I was like, well, guess what? We're going to eat it today. He's like, but you didn't even make it today. I was like, yeah, I know. Yeah. We're still going to eat it though.
2: And, and he's weird. like, "Yeah, <laughs> it's a pan, it's a pandemic." And he's like, "Well, I'm sorry. Do you not have the time to make us something <laughs> yeah. new, Dad? Are you so busy?"
3: <laughs> do you guys give your kids choices? Like, uh, are any of them picky eaters now because of that, or are they picky eaters in general? Yeah, I mean,
4: my my kids are pretty picky eaters. They'll like they do that thing where if I try a new if I put a new food on their plate, Rory. I don't know if your kids do this, but. My kid will, I'll be like, you have to at least try it. We have to know. Because Daniel Tiger says, yes. you know, you got to try new things. Exactly. Like, Daniel you know? Tiger <laughs> yeah. for right. life,
2: bro. I got the tap.
4: I think Daniel I, did Tiger. I tell you this? That I've been making up fake Daniel Tiger songs trying to get my kid
2: to do stuff that <laughs> I need to do. That's actually a great idea.
0: That's it a for very a smart while.
2: idea.
4: I'd be like, you got to brush your teeth and then put your jammies on or you don't get to read books. And he's like, all oh, right, well,
2: Daniel <laughs> Tiger says that. Um, and in writing those songs, did you realize you had such an angelic voice? Like, was that when you <laughs> oh discovered God, that? <laughs> I'm recording an album now. Yeah, <laughs> um,
4: it works. It works until it like doesn't with anything. Just like anything was sure. Kids. Yeah, um, they'll like put he'll like put stuff to his lips. Not even like it won't get anywhere near your actual taste bud. But he'll put it to his lips and be like, uh,
2: uh, like you can't eat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or I don't like it. Yeah, yeah, I get yeah. that all the time. I wonder, do you think that's like our fault by giving them options at some point? Because I, here's what I always try to do. I, Whenever we're eating, and my daughter doesn't want to eat, I'm like, well, this is what we're having. And there's no other options. And if you don't eat it, then you will just be hungry. And you try to take this hard line. But you also know, like, well, God, they got to eat. I can't deal with her getting up in the middle of the night hungry. Now I got to deal with it. And I think over time we've just been like, well, if you're not going to eat that, do you want this? And now they just expect that second option.
4: Yeah, I know. I've, kind uh, at first we at first we gave him a lot of options and we had that problem where he'd be like well i don't want this i want to look at something else on the menu and i'd be like and then i realized like, i have to buy a menu every night like i and just
2: want to be and able- that's when you realize making the play menu was a bad choice
3: <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> terrible idea wow you are doing it up at dinner time yeah. wow i'm actually very impressed
4: <laughs> Yeah, it's actually a prefix uh, at my house. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, as soon as quarantine started early yeah. March, we started calling the house, you know, Justin's Day Spa, and I think yeah. that gave the kids the wrong impression of what this is. <laughs> Fresh squeezed orange juice and bed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when you were growing up, what was it like with uh, with your dad and like meals and and food discipline? I guess is kind of what it is.
4: Well, okay, so this is. Uh, I, I actually talked to my therapist about this because
3: I, <laughs> this my is,
2: brother this is when our podcast yeah, gets hard hitting I love it. when yeah. you hear the guests go oh I just yeah. talked about this with yep. my therapist it's like <laughs> we got the
3: right yep, questions yep
4: <laughs> so my brother was a fisherman uh for many years and now he does something else but my dad also fished one month out of the year can you imagine just leaving your family for one month out of every year to just fish by
2: yourself that's what, what he did. a luxury that, god i that so, i that is so extreme
3: yeah, it's like And he, he
2: always came back with nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and, and
4: from some landlocked place. It didn't make any sense. No,
2: Vegas. Um, it was always in Vegas for like a month. He's like, I caught a lot of stuff. None of it fish. Where, um, where would he go for yeah. a month? Like, what was the yeah. location?
4: Yeah. Well, we're from San Diego, so he'd go to the Sea of Cortez down in Mexico.
3: Oh, cool. Um, okay.
4: on, a 30, on a 30-day boat. And we'd always help him, like, load up all his stuff to go on this boat. And my dad was like the only one who was on that boat that wasn't like running from something. Like everybody else on that boat was like trying to (laughs) evade (laughs) the law or something else like that. Like it didn't look like like
2: these are just He was was there to legit fish. Yes.
4: So he would go for a month. And so anyway, we had bought a giant deep freezer and it just Filled it, filled it with fish that he caught. He'd come home with like hundreds of pounds of fish, and so
3: I and that, would that was have, legal. Yeah. Could
2: you legally bring that back across? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Okay.
3: Yeah, Justin, my dad would do the same thing. Not for thirty days, but he was a, always out ocean fishing and would come back with huge fish and we'd eat it for like a year. <laughs> You're talking some mahi mahi, some yellowfin. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He caught a marlin one year in Mexico, <laughs> and it was like. <laughs> He'd won the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. So we would yeah. eat
4: fish. Uh, I would have fish sandwiches <laughs> for lunch and fish for dinner, yeah. and I yep. did that five out of seven days a week f- till I was sixteen. And then, yeah. And so I hated. F- I hate fish. I don't eat it now. Like I oh, really? ate, yeah. I hate it. Yeah. And,
2: and what he would do? Well, at your dinner, body is filled with so much mercury now <laughs> that <laughs> yeah. you couldn't possibly. <laughs> <laughs>
4: This is, I, Yeah, I'm like, I, get, I got my blood test and it's the thing where the doctor calls yeah. in like a couple other doctors because they're like, you got to see yeah, this. You, yeah.
3: you
2: might be a superhero. You actually might have superpowers.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what he would do is I'd be like, I don't want to eat this. And and he'd be like, are you not hungry? And I'd be like, yeah, I'm not hungry. And he'd be like, well, I am. And then he would just take his fork and he would put it into my fish and then bring it over to his plate. <laughs> And at some point, you get so hungry that you're like, "Well, fuck it, I'll just eat this fish," and that's yeah. that's what it would. So, in a way, I guess he was saying like, "This is what's for dinner," except that dinner was the same thing for every single night. So I don't do that. Yeah, in
2: kids. but that yeah. D- I feel like that's like the elev- evolution of parenting where. You you want to say to your kid, like, when your kid is like, I don't want to eat this, you're like, yeah, but you don't even understand. When I was growing up, <laughs> it was only fish, and you actually have it great. And your kid is going to have kids, and that kid's going to complain about something, and your kid's going to go, you don't understand. We had sure. a variety of things <laughs> right. all the time, and it was awful. Yeah. And it's you're like, when does, the, when, does the, when does it end that a kid is like, wow, we actually have it pretty good?
0: Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, the funny thing is that you, that you say that question is because when I was protesting the most, my dad told me this story where he was like, because he grew up on a farm in like deep poverty in the South, and he was like, let me tell you what I went through when I was eating. He's like, <laughs> I had no friends because we had, were nowhere near anybody else on this farm. I would only go to school a couple days a week. I had a pig that I loved and I named. And my dad found out he na- I named it and he made me watch him slaughter the pig and then we oh. ate the pig.
3: <laughs> oh my! I was God. Like, well, yeah, God. I guess that's
4: better than my fish thing, but it's still like you know.
2: You're. Dad grew up in a prison. That's crazy. <laughs> Who would do that? You know what I love is that the further in, the further back you go with like dads and grandfathers, you just you can sort of see the timeline of when no one understood trauma. <laughs> <No> yeah,
3: <one. laughs> yeah, Like that no one so doesn't any- fly now. <laughs>
2: Yeah, like, no one had any concept of, like, long-lasting traumatic <laughs> events and how they affect your child.
4: <laughs> I, I still don't think he does because he thinks the worst part of that, he, would, he was like, you know what the worst part of that was? I had I had given the pig my name. And I was like, that's not the worst part of that story. What are you talking about? That's the weirdest part of that story that you just gave a pig yeah. your name. Yeah, that's weird <laughs>
3: that
2: you were not more creative than that.
3: Right.
4: Just like, I'm just going to call everything my name.
2: But, but what do you think that, do you think that was like dads being like, you're a boy and I need you to see this because this was what, this is what will make you a man. <laughs> and you're just like crying going like, well, no, I love that pig. Yeah. But then you take that first bite of bacon. You're like, mm. <laughs>
4: Yeah, yeah it, it, that, it, bacon is like my <laughs> dad's
2: favorite food, so it obviously didn't have a bad effect. Of course, <laughs> yeah. and you know what? It actually isn't his favorite. He's coping yeah. with it, yeah. and that's why he would go fucking fish for a month because he didn't want to slaughter. Any
3: more pigs. <laughs> <laughs> it was his reparations for that poor pig. You could definitely that? draw. <laughs> you can draw a straight line from that
4: pig oh to fishing for thirty days a year. <laughs> <laughs> get
3: to, get yeah. to going
2: fishing. For a month and what he's not telling you is I fished for two days and then 28 days I cried for the loss of my friend (laughs) my big friend
0: the legend of Cayman Jack is just around the corner mixed with blue agave nectar real lime juice and cane sugar For the perfect balance of sweet, salty, and sour every time. Discover legendary taste with Cayman Jack, America's number one margarita. Premium flavored malt beverage. Please drink responsibly. All registered trademarks used under license by American Vintage Beverage Company, Chicago,
1: Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile.
2: So when he was gone for a month, did you feel like, because I know dads sort of have the, uh, I bet a lot of us grew up in this where, you know, the the dad was kind of this bizarre alpha presence. And so when the dad was like gone for any period of time, it was like, all right, we can all finally fucking relax. Yeah. Mom's, <laughs> mom's chill and gets it and actually says, I love you.
4: Right. <laughs> <laughs>
2: It definitely like, did. It
4: was, it was like turning the volume down on our house when he would be gone for thirty days. Like, yeah, the so much level. done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there were so yeah. many hugs.
2: <laughs> it yeah. was,
4: the, yeah. It was definitely like I was. I, I've, ne- I've never really asked my mom about it. Now as an adult, like, was that weird? Because like, if I just left for a month for a hobby, my, my
3: yeah. wife would be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, yeah. You're not allowed to. do Yeah. That. That's like some serious trust, too, you know? Like, well, obviously, he's on a boat with a bunch of, you know, convicts. So (laughs) it's not the same as like he went on a business trip for a month to Tokyo and you're like, okay, what'd you do? (laughs) She
2: was like, I don't know which one. Yeah. Are you having to homeschool and figure out the the homeschooling?
4: Yeah, I actually have kind of a, this will show you how bad I am at it. So, Mike, my oldest is in first grade. And I'm like, he, you know, we get the homework sent to us. We printed it out. And he's like, he looks at one of the papers that I printed out and he's like, I don't know how to do this. And I'm like, he's a pretty smart kid. Never, never usually has problems with the homework. So I come over and I'm like, damn, I don't really know how to do this either. Like this doesn't make (laughs) any sense. And it's first grade homework. And I'm like looking through it. I'm looking through it. It's like this weird flow chart. I'm not getting it. And then my wife's a therapist who diagnoses people with like PTSD and stuff. And she's like, this, you took this worksheet from the printer. This is mine. This is to diagnose people with PTSD. <laughs> so he, me and him for 30 minutes were trying to diagnose whether he has PTSD. On the, on, oh my on God, I love chart. that. And I thought it was a first
2: grade homework. <laughs> God, I thought she was going to be like, you have PTSD from having to do this as a kid that now you can't even remember I love that your kid at no point was like, I, I don't know, Dad, I just feel like we have never talked about flowcharts <laughs> yeah. in class yet yeah. yeah. Also I love your your amount of respect for what you what you think the first grade should be that when you saw a flowchart. <laughs> right. Just the just the mere presence of a flowchart did not deter you in thinking this might be your kid's homework. Well, I was like, is
4: this what Common Core is? Like I didn't know. I
2: didn't know. first grade, that's a tough quarantine homeschool level to be at. Yeah. Like if your kid is in fifth grade, I feel like they're probably decently self-sufficient at getting through the work and picking it up. But first grade is still just hardcore fundamentals that you can't you can't just send them to their room and have them figure it out you still got to read them the directions and show them yeah. how to do it
4: It's definitely my older kid is a real like self-starter pretty you know he's a pretty chill guy the four-year-old definitely has like a little fire in his belly so it's it's like it's definitely like he doesn't want to do much by himself and learning time for him like we will be like okay 930 to 1030 is learning time and he'll just be like five minutes into it and then he'll just take his book and just slowly push it off the table
2: <laughs> Yeah. And so
4: it's like okay it. learning time for him is over and he gets to go play Legos
2: yeah I <laughs> yeah. like that you got I like that he's like I'm not look I don't I'm not here to play by the rules old yeah. man <laughs>
0: Yeah.
2: boy energy is crazy was there ever a part of you that was like I want to I wish I had a girl or wanted a girl or
4: yeah we wanted a girl (laughs) yeah he
2: senses that that's why he's got a little he's a little he's a little peeved at the whole thing
4: (laughs) he's like look neither of us wanted this but we're trying to make it work boy (laughs) energy is just like it's so destructive like it's it's interesting to me to see it even at a young level like how destructive boys are like there's very little that that they do that like makes things better. <laughs> and yes. like you can see that you can, it, so it's a it is a lot of like intense energy and a lot of like a lot of wrestling and a lot of like talking about like farting in people's faces and buttholes and like
2: Hell yeah. yeah. That That'll never go away. That doesn't ever stop. <laughs> that's right. I'm
4: like that's how daddy bought his house. <laughs> yeah <laughs>
2: Yeah, that's not, uh, that's not totally inaccurate. Yeah. <laughs> it's, really, it's really not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, if you learn to be really eloquent about farting in people's faces <laughs> and talking about buttholes, you can really yeah. make a living. <laughs> 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 yeah, oh. that's uh, I, I know what you mean, because I've seen the self-destruction when my daughter is, like, at the park or around any other boys. It is just, like... There, there's this element of where I, I, I always try to think about the. I know I said this before, like, but sort of the evolution of dads communicating, specifically dads communicating with sons about, you know, uh, uh, trying be, being more calm, being more vulnerable. The the things that we all know are are beneficial later in life yeah. to learn early on. Because for so long, there's this macho style of like, this is what a man is supposed to be and what you're supposed to do. And I think we're now learning the traumatic effects of of not steering people away from that and like being more open-minded and communicative. Um, it's interesting to me because I don't get the impression that your dad was like that with you, but I get the tiniest <laughs> yeah. sense that you are maybe more like that with your your kids and now you got this four-year-old flicking you off at the dinner table
3: yeah <laughs> uh,
4: yeah like i like my dad i've never seen my dad cry and to my knowledge the only time that's because he's a
2: man justin yeah i am I, I, the product right. of that thing i just talked about <laughs> <Yeah>. my,
4: <laughs> it works um uh, my dad yeah my dad's the only time uh apparently my brother's or any family members have seen my dad cry is when Seattle Slew won the Triple Crown. <laughs> he cried. Wow. Which is such- Oh no, Secretariat. When Secretariat won the oh, won yeah. the triple the, the final leg of the Triple Crown by 33 and a half lengths, my dad says it's the greatest athletic achievement he's ever seen. He cried during <laughs> it. But I've never seen him cry. Um, but like I want my kids to feel like, like crying is a good thing. Like you're letting stuff out. Sure. You're, yeah. But I've spent so many years repressing all my emotions that I really want to cry in front of my kids, but I can't cry <laughs> because right. I've spent it, so crying much time. is hard
2: to do. It is. Yeah. yeah. It is. If you repress so, it long enough, it's hard to be like, oh, I'll just cry. It's like. You got to throw on some Pixar if you're going to get anywhere close to tears.
4: (laughs) It's the opposite of riding a bike. It's like you cannot just, like, jump back into it.
2: Yeah, I feel like there's... Because boys are so naturally self-destructive, I mean, what I love about my daughter and what I see in, like, in young girls when they're, like, playing is this more, like... It's not like they're angels. They kids can be shitty, <laughs> no matter what they are. <laughs> yeah. But you do see, you do see girls in more of a, uh, you know, why, why is that happening? Why are you doing that? Or yeah. like saying what they think about something. And boys are just like picking up, you know, a truck and throwing it at another kid. And the girls are like, why did you just do that? And the boys are like, I don't even know. I'm raging right
0: now.
3: (laughs) 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 But Justin, are there things that there's got to be like pros and cons to the way that your dad was with you and your brothers? You have two brothers, right? Yeah. And then the way that you are with your kids. So like things that you learned from your dad that you knew you wanted to do in your fathering that'd be yeah. the right thing right and then things that you knew you definitely wa- didn't want to do like you're not gonna you're probably not gonna make them watch a, a pig be slaughtered right you know <laughs> mm, <laughs> like, no.
2: you're missing out yeah you're missing yeah. out
3: yeah like i think my dad always well
4: he told so he told me this one funny one time we were I, on father's day i took my dad out to like this is when i was like 18 i didn't have any money but he loved jamba juice so i took him out to jamba juice for father's day <laughs> So we're like standing in line, and he's telling <laughs> me this like story about his dad. And he was like, his dad lived to be 99. So he's telling me the story about his dad uh, and how like emotionally distant his dad was. And finally, he gets to the crux of the story. He's like, that man lived 99 years, and not once did he ever say, I love you. And then my dad goes, I'll have a razzmatazz with immunity boost, because we were at
2: the front <laughs> of the line
4: at that point. <laughs> the lady was just like listening to the end of
2: it (laughs) so that other uh, people within earshot are crying (laughs) (laughs) texting their parents i love you (laughs) yeah
4: (laughs) my dad says i love you like after every single conversation and it is like this really nice thing that i was like i remember even before i had kids being like i always want my kids to know like that there's like my dad always used to say like there's nothing you could do to make me not love you, but there are things that you could do to make me hate you. (laughs) Yeah.
2: So, like... Interesting, because that is the opposite. Yeah. (laughs) 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 So if you did get him to hate you... Yeah. ...then you can do stuff to make him not love you.
4: (laughs) True. So I say the first half of that to my kids all the time, just not the second
2: half. Look, I love you until I hate you. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network. So whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today.
0: Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com.
2: Is there any part of you that feels like uh, you catch yourself sort of becoming your dad or saying or doing something in a disciplinary way where you feel like you're like, oh, that was my dad slipping through? Because I have it a lot. That's why I, I want to know if that's a, a common thing amongst dads that they. Yes,
4: that does happen. And it is like, I feel like it's, uh, do you ever get the feeling when you do that, when you do something that your dad did that you didn't even want to do that? it almost feels like this primal connection to dads of like thousands of years ago that you're like, you know, yes. channeling this like inner dad rage that's been there since the dawn of the first person who had a child.
2: Yes. <laughs> yes. That's what it feels and like. And it it started when fire was first discovered and <laughs> one of the kids accidentally got like a hot coal on a dad and he was like, "motherfucker." Yeah. And that's where it, it all generates from that one moment oh in time. Oh my <laughs> the thing, the
4: thing that my dad did that I hated, that I do all the time, is I will threaten. I will go from zero to the worst possible punishment in no time. Like I'll be like, yes, like we could be, we could be like in Disneyland, like about to walk in, and then one of my kids does something that's like not that bad, <laughs> just something I've asked them not to do, and be like, let's go, we're out of here. It's like, well, no, we just drove an hour out, to,
2: dude.
4: Go to Disneyland. <laughs> we're not.
2: Yes. Do you do you pull it? Do you do, Have you ever pulled the rib cord like that and been like, because I've gone zero to a thousand way too quick too many times. And it is my greatest regrets. So when I look back at myself as a dad, I'm like, what in the, f- why did I lose my shit? That, one, that wasn't even that bad. Yes. But two, that definitely was not the way to handle that. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah no i have definitely i've only pulled the trigger one time when i said i was going to do something like that but they remember yeah. that one time they both do they remember it like so vividly that they uh th- I, I think they still think it's a real threat even though i look back at that one time and i'm like god i was such an asshole why did i do that like we were literally yeah. like have you ever taking your kid to sky zone
2: yeah, the trampoline thing? Yeah. The, t- the thing that's yeah. way harder of a workout than advertised? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
4: yes. You just see, like, all these dads with this, like, back sweat,
2: and it's, like, gross, and they're all jumping yeah, on Yeah, heart attacks, <laughs> guys. Guys that are out, like, just sweat. And, like, they look like they just got off the court from playing pickup basketball. Yeah.
4: One time we were, one time I was there, and I, and somebody broke their leg and the paramedic was there. And oh as they're God. all like talking, I, I just am talking to the paramedic and I'm like, how often do you have to come here? He's like, brother, we're here all day. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> brother, we are right over there in the corner. We got, we got sort of a lemonade stand style <laughs> location over there in the corner.
4: <laughs> yeah. so we, we were walking into a, a, the on trampoline park and I had like asked them so many times to not open the lids on their water bottles and forget to close it. Cause the water spills everywhere. It's like juice. It spills in your car. It just like, you know what it is. Like you're just inside yes. and we get out and he knocks his water bottle and it spills all over the back seat of my car. And I was like, no, nope, oh. we're going home. And but, we went home and it was like wailing me. And I felt bad about it like a minute into it. I felt terrible as we're driving back. And I was like, you know what? This is like really bad parenting. But now I feel like I put myself in this like bad parenting I situation know. where I can't like then go back on it because what does that say? And so yeah. I like, I didn't really know what to do. So I just kind of
3: stayed with it. But then I was
4: like, made and a this- mental note. I'm like, don't do that again.
2: This was in the Mazda Miata. Yeah.
3: <laughs> and it was water, right? Not like orange juice or anything. So it was Dude, just water. It's just, it was just water. water. Oh dad. Oh. I
2: would yeah. Here's when you th- maybe maybe you can re- relate to this in terms of that regret you felt because yeah. when when I do that and I immediately or when I feel bad and I'm like, oh, this is too extreme." The next time, like for instance, we we bought a couch for the living room. It was expensive. And I was like, this is the couch. We're going to take care of this couch. And I didn't want anything spilled on it at all. And my, my daughter spilled some milk on it one time. And I was just <laughs> like, why are we drinking milk on the couch? Like, I lost it. <laughs> and then the, and that, this was, like, when we first got the couch. Then the other night, she has, like, her sippy cup that's, like, fully closed. You couldn't really spill anything anyways. And it tipped over on the couch and she picked it up so quickly and like looked at me and I was immediately shattered oh. that I created this fear that I don't think can be relinquished. Yeah. I think it, it <laughs> will just now live there like, oh God, I spilled something on the couch. I'm like... Well, while I want you to be careful, I don't want you to be fearful.
3: <laughs> She's like yeah. reading the book Walking on Eggshells in bed at night. <laughs> <Like. Yeah.
2: laughs> How to tiptoe around I'm dad's Dad. past issues yep. that he never got over. <laughs>
4: yeah. My oldest son came up to me the other day. He walks up to me and he goes, I, I can't have any chocolate, right? <laughs> and I was like... What? Like what? Because I'm always like, you can't eat this until you eat this other thing. You can't have any of yeah. the sweets until you eat this other thing. And I'm just yeah. like, I harp on that shit nonstop. And I was like, Oh god, like he's gonna be like 37 with like a prostitute <laughs> covered in chocolate chip cookies. Like he's gonna be so fucked up from this. This because like, why can't I just have a yeah. normal reaction? You just to hope him to him God it isn't.
2: Turn into some weird sexual <laughs> fetish. Your kid as an adult is like, "Do you want some chocolate?" He's like, I, "Am I allowed to have the chocolate?" Yeah. You're like, "Oh God, this is all my fault because of the order, the food order." You know oh what's funny is that I did some incense in the house, <laughs> and a little bit of it flew off of it, and it actually singed the couch. No, I was waiting, and it for was my my fault, and. <laughs> My wife was like, see how we didn't lose our minds when you messed up the couch? And I, and I said, I was like, that was your decision. That was your decision to not lose it at me. Because <laughs> if you lost it at me right now, I would go, you are right. You are right to just <laughs> shove me into the wall. I deserve it. I should not have burned. But here's what makes me laugh so much is that my daughter, another time she had spilled something on a chair and I go, you spilled that on the chair because you weren't being careful. She walked over to the couch where I had singed the couch. And she goes, and this is when you weren't careful. And I was just like, oh, Jesus Christ.
3: <laughs> she She's got right. I can't
2: even. I like let it sit there because I was like, this. it's almost like stepping on a punchline. I had to like not talk. <laughs> you weren't like, show
4: me the place where you did 30 tour dates in a year and you bought this couch. Yeah. <laughs>
2: you show me the flights. The waiting in line to board. The going up there when they call first class, but you just hope they don't catch you because you know you're not in first class. And sometimes they do catch you, and it's embarrassing.
4: You show me the Twitter argument you got into with Delta about your lost lover. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah. you, you earn that $200 flight credit. Yeah. <laughs> I used to do that early on. I used to complain to Delta on Twitter. And they would just give credits. They would give like, they'd be like, we put $100 in your credit thing. And people were always like, why do you always complain to Delta? Like people said it looked tacky. And I was like, they keep giving me money.
0: Yeah, no, they're,
3: <laughs> they're one of the best ones. I'm like,
2: I've complained even when something didn't even happen. They didn't even look into it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've one done that, but I only was... with Delta. <laughs> yeah.
4: One time when I was nine, I wrote to Frito-Lays to tell them how much I liked baked barbecue Lays. And they sent me like, Thirty-five bags of them, <laughs> and it was like to this day. I'm like, I need to write to Frito Lay again. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, I gotta write a letter to Elon Musk. Just see yeah. what'll show up yeah. at the house.
0: <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> I would. I thought you were gonna say I wrote a letter to Frito Lay's, and it was the proudest my dad's ever been. Of yeah, <laughs> like he's yeah. he like, that's what you do. You take charge. You write a letter. You let people know. <laughs> I was gonna. I was gonna. I, I love finding out that your dad says. I love you. It says I love you at the end of every yeah. conversation. I think I overdo it a lot too, and I always wonder if it it loses its meaning with your your kid. If your kid hears it so much, it's almost like saying hello or goodbye. It doesn't really have this <laughs> this this shot of something. Do you over do you, could you say you try to do that too? Do you overdo it?
4: I I do overdo it, but I will just say as someone who had a dad that like I just got a text from him last night. that said what do you think of the Chargers' draft pick? I think it sucks. Love, Dad.
2: <laughs> God, I love your. Dad, I love it. Man. Yeah. yeah
4: and it is i just i don't think you can overdo it like i don't think i can tell my kid like i don't think i can tell them too much that i love them
2: yeah maybe there's no overdoing it your kid it's always just feels good because anytime i lose my mind i do i'm like i love you yeah just remember i fucking (laughs) love you i become like a 1950s boyfriend that i love you
3: <laughs> it's always a bronx tail with like, you. Yeah, I'm in a bronx tail. You're always in a bronx tail. I love you, babe. Yeah,
2: <laughs> my wife's like, "Why do you talk to her like that? It's yeah. weird." I don't I know. i I don't because I don't want to mess her up.
4: It's <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> the only way I know how
3: to love. Yeah. But Justin, what's your dad like as a grandpa? Is he, oh, is he the yeah. same, or is he like?
4: He's great. He's yeah. really, really great. Yeah. His only issue is that. He talks uh, to everyone, no matter what age they are, like, because he was a cancer researcher. He talks to them like they're also cancer researchers. So, like, you just have to, like, watch. (laughs) You just have to also listen in to make sure his conversation's not getting, like, too deep. Because, like, because I remember when I was six, he was, like, I was, like, You know how your kids, has Elliot asked you, like, what happens when you die or when something dies, what happens, you know? Oh, yeah. No, we we told
2: her no one dies and everything lives forever.
4: (laughs) 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 That's one way to go.
2: And she'll be fine. She will be just fine (laughs) with that knowledge.
4: We don't
3: allow her to see people who have AIDS. She's like, why do you care so much about the couch?
2: (laughs) And I tell her, I'm like, we never die. And that's why I care so much about the couch. Because I will have to look at it forever.
4: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, like, my dad, when I was six, I asked him that. And he was just like, it's infinite darkness, I was like, what? And it really messed <laughs> oh, me up. It like oh my God. messed me up for a I love really the, long time. Just the
2: answer, it's infinite darkness, paints the picture that you stand there the whole time. Like yeah. you're a part of it and you're present. And you're like, huh, I wish someone turned the lights on. Like you're there somehow. You're somehow there experiencing the darkness.
4: Yeah, like you're still conscious for it. Um, so like if I have to be careful, he's not getting into those kind of conversations with my kids. But other than that, yeah, right. he's like, He's like very loving. Like he plants a garden at our house. We have a couple garden beds, and he like when he comes, he like goes with them to the nursery and buys the plants, and they all garden together. I That's love great. that.
3: And were you surprised God. by that? Like, given how your dad was with you growing up, like, is he? Are there things that sometimes? Like, um, I remember my mom would always be like. Uh, my parents sucked, but they're great grandparents. Like, they're oh, wonderful. So she would openly say that? Yeah, she'd be like, oh, my parents were, like, not great parents, you know? Like yeah. But they were, and not, I'm not saying that about your dad, obviously, but like... I am. <laughs> <yeah>. I am. <laughs> Are there things that have surprised you about him? Like, did he soften at all with them being a grandpa?
4: Yeah, definitely. I think like, I was like a little worried at first, like he's not great. He wasn't great when they were babies. Cause he just is like, I don't yeah. I know how to interact with this. And I, it's not interesting to me. Um, I mean, he would like hold them and he'd be fine. It wasn't like he was bad about it, but he, so I was like, Oh, how's he going to be? But, uh, he will like read them stories and then he'll like do voices of like, which he never they didn't do it with me. but He'll like get into characters and stuff with them he's putting on a little show um you know and he's like he he has told me before and I bet you feel like this too Rory that like he always had this underlying crippling fear of like I have to like provide for this person and also make sure that when they go out into the world they're not like a negative to the world that they can like Yeah, Like, I want my kids to be, like, positive forces in the world. I want them, you know, to, like, take care of other people around them, you know. And I also want them to be able to, like, make a living. And and so he was just, like, in constant terror of, like, all of us being huge fuck-ups. And I think that now with a grandkid, you're one removed from that. It's not your responsibility and you can just do the stuff that's like, oh, you know what? I'll just do this and it's totally fine.
3: Yeah. Yes.
2: And also the consequence, like when you see like grandparents like sneaking sweets to the kid, they're like, "Yeah, what do I care? I'm gonna head yeah. back to my house in a second, and I don't have to deal." With, you know, and it's like, even as a parent, you're like, "I bet that is fun." Yeah, to like get to buy their love and not have to worry about the consequences.
3: That. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> especially when a parent is like, "No, we don't want her to have sweets." Like, ah, dad's a real,
3: yeah, <laughs> dad's a real loser.
2: Your kid's like, "Yeah, it's me and you, grandpa." You're like, "That's right."
3: Yeah, because <laughs> yeah,
2: like, I, I wonder about your, your dad treating you and your brother as equals. Do you feel like you do that with your kids? Are you like you make it a point to be mm-hmm. like, all right, I know these are two different people, but I, I want to make sure I'm giving them both the right amount of attention or energy or whatever.
4: I think that there is a, a thing in my head where I'm just kind of like subconsciously keeping score in terms of like how I've been towards each one of them. So like if I've been yeah. kind of like on top of one kid's shit for a while... I'm like, you know what? I need to ease off that kid, and I need that kid to see me go a little harder. I need a
2: new punching bag.
4: Kids. No, but like, yeah, yeah you I need I a new that-
2: punching bag to lay into. This kid's not. This kid's <laughs> being too good. Where's that I other try, kid?
4: <laughs> I do, I try to think of it as like I want to be equal to. I don't want to. I don't want one kid to feel like I'm treating them differently than the other. But it's funny because I remember I asked, when I when I first had my second kid, I asked my dad. Not not apropos of any way, I was feeling towards my own kids, but I was like, did you ever have like a favorite kid? Did you was that hard for you to, to not have a favorite or did you? And he was like, Oh, you always have a favorite. It just like changes all the time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Which I was kind oh, of. Oh, that's kind interesting. of interesting. Yeah. It's kind of interesting to know that it wasn't a permanent choice.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
2: That makes yeah. me feel better about that statement to know, like, all right, it's in yeah. flux, you know. Yeah.
4: So I do think of that a lot with two kids. I'm like, I want them to both feel like I'm not like treating one differently than the other. I think you can drive yourself a little crazy doing that because it's, 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 so I try to like detach from it and just be like, here are my overall ways I wanna treat my kids. I'm gonna try to do that. Sometimes I'm gonna fail. If I fail, I need to remember that and not make that affect the way that I parent the other kid. But it's hard, it's like hard to do.
2: Well Justin, this has been fucking great. Thanks, great. This
4: is yeah. awesome. Thank you. So great me. that
2: I I drop the F bomb whenever I can, you know. <laughs> Just to prove to you that I'm a dad on the edge. <laughs> uh, thank you Justin. Thank,
3: thank you thanks so for much having me guys.
2: Boom, ladies and gentlemen, Justin Halpern If you guys love Justin as much as we do, then you're going to want to give him a follow on Twitter, which I think is a great investment of your time because he's hilarious. Uh, These days, he's tweeting from Justin underscore Halpern. He's writing and producing the Harley Quinn animated series, which just goes to show you that taking obsessive notes on all the shit your dad does will take you straight. To Hollywood,
3: Yeah, that's right. And of course, Justin's hilarious New York Times bestselling book is called Shit My Dad Says. And he also has a follow-up book called I Suck It Girls. And that's our show. We'll be back next week with a brand new guest. Dads, the podcast is produced by Jen Samples, Nick Liao, and me, Ruthie Wyatt. Our executive producers are Joanna Solitaroff, Adam Sachs, and Jeff Ross. Engineering by Will Beckton and Anya Jeshik. Our theme song is by Strange Hotels with additional music by John Danik. Special thanks to Sean Doherty.
2: And as always, you can keep up with us over here at Dads the Podcast by following us on Instagram at Team Coco Podcasts. And uh, when you're on Apple Podcasts, downloading this show, go ahead and subscribe. Go ahead, rate and review. It's a huge benefit to us and we really appreciate it. Thank you for listening and we'll see you guys back here next week.
1: Find out more at tmobile.com/slash network today.
0: Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com.